Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. Today we talk to director and photographer Molly Burdett. In this conversation, we discuss how she transitions from music videos to commercials, the harsh realities of the pitching process, and her fears as a director. Straight into this then. So, so you've just recently done the Have a Word campaign. So, what's the response been like since you've since you've just put that out there recently? Um, absolutely amazing. Like, can't even get over it. I was just saying, yeah, just I'm mind blown by how how it's been shared and the response. You know, the positive response on Twitter, Instagram. It's had seven million views just on the Mayor of London page, um, and yeah, just really amazed at. Um, how it's resonated with so many people, men and women. I think that was the key thing for me um, is making sure that obviously we were talking to young men and boys, um, but also that it felt like a situation many women have experienced before. Mm. Um, So yeah, just really getting that kind of dual perspective was a big thing. Um, was it like when the script came in, was it was it a pretty solid like script already or did was there any like wiggle room for you to kind of? There was actually, it was really well written yeah. um, by um, Nicola and Andy at Ogilvy. Um, but there were a couple of key things. So they had this idea about um, this guy confronting a subconscious. Um, but they didn't really know how to go about it, what the approach was. Um, and they sort of were... Coming, I think that was the main the main change, which was the mirror scene in this kind of black void space that was sort of to represent like a dream world and a reality. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of one of the key changes that I made, um, which actually I sort of had to push through to get them to understand it. And it was kind of a bit of a, a difficult one to get through. But um, yeah, I think it really helped the whole the whole film really yeah 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 nice and since you've like i've noticed there's been loads of people posting about it it's had a really good response and stuff so what's been like the most surprising uh people to kind of like repost and share will powder is an amazing actor who randomly shared it which was amazing um and there's just been yeah like obviously loads of footballers which was um a big part of the campaign Mm. um which sadiq khan kind of paired with football clubs it was premiered at crystal palace football game um sure. and yeah that, so a huge response from celebrities which was really cool yeah. um and you know obviously really great to see it being um shared in terms of the communities of feminist groups that um support um this this cause so that yeah. was a really big thing for me as well yeah nice yeah and you and, and you i uh, saw you uh, mr adric watson shot it yes I like working with adric <laughs> i love working with adric he's an absolute <laughs> legend yeah i mean i think it's that thing where um once it clicks with a, with a dop it's like you know he gets me i get him yeah um and we work really you know really closely together on this like the blocking um and all the ref, you know, we were very aligned from the beginning, um, and just put in the time to make sure that it was really something special. Um, but the whole process from writing the idea to the end result was literally a month. Oh, were it? So it was like a really intense process, like really fast. Yeah. Um, so Adric and I were meeting up like three times a week, you know, just going through loads of references. Um, spent a lot of time at the location uh, blocking everything out so we made like a map and just 
made sure that we knew exactly what we we're doing so that when we were there running it through with the actors, it was all really clear. Yeah. Um, Ad- Adric was telling me that um, even though it's like such, such a like, like serious subject matter, but when you're recording, like the guys who were the, playing the lads were just so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. When they were in the shop and he said both of you were just like really holding back, trying to laugh because they were so good. They were so good. I mean, all of them were amazing, but yeah, they had this uh, incredible energy, especially in those shop scenes, which were very like buoyant and loud. Um, they were just making me and Adric crack up. Like we were just <laughs> behind the camera, just like, oh my God. Um and also just amazing to watch them kind of take on these characters and uh, their improv and yeah. really kind of living through that moment was really cool. Um, and actually it was mad because when we were shooting, um, we were setting up for a shot and literally we, this couple, like drunk couple, um, had this massive argument and he was shouting in her face. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And we were kind of watching this unfold and like, wait, how is this happening when yeah. we're campaigning yeah. against so this exact close. cause? Yeah. Um, and one of the actors, <clears throat> Donovan, actually stepped in and and separated them. And we were just like, what? It's literally what we're it, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it was really cool. Jesus. That's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Something else we wanted to chat about as well. Um, and I guess this is something that, that a lot of myself struggle with as well, is after you finish projects, and, and when you're involved, it's like, you know, completely absorbed and soaked in it, and and I love it. The, the the worst part for me is putting it out there. How do you how do you is that like um how do you cope with putting your work out there? Do you feel very exposed by doing it, or is it something you know, especially on social media? Yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough platform, and it can sometimes be quite toxic. And obviously, you're putting it out there in front of loads of other different directors and different people in the industry. Yeah, I think. Um Especially with this campaign, I was more worried than anything I've put out before. Um, mostly just because it's a tricky one to get right. Um, and I didn't know how people were going to react. Obviously, it's slightly political as well. Um, yeah. and there was a kind of a lot of PR around the campaign before it even came out. Uh, Pretty Patel in the Home Office also did a similar, um, a film that they put out. Um, so there was this kind of weird, like parallel competition. Um, so yeah, I was feeling really the pressure before we even shot it. Um, but I think, yeah, just particularly with this one, um, the response that I got from the agency and from everyone that I showed it to was very positive. Mm. And I made sure that, um, I got feedback from both men and women, um, all different ages. Mm. Um, so that's something that I do a lot before I put anything out, um, is just, making sure that it's resonating with the right people. Um, and yeah, obviously there's going to be no uh, fix to the anxiety that that brings, putting it out in the world, but you've just got to be confident in what you've done. And, you know, at that point it's, it's finished. And the only thing you can do is just chuck it out there and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want with that. But yeah. actually, Ozzy, it's something that I learned from you when I was at Partisan going right back to those early days. Um, is when, you, you know, I was showing you my music videos, early, early stuff, and you were like, you should put, you should send it to the, out to the office. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I used to do that all the time. I used to be running there, and I just, I'd get everyone's emails, and I'd just send it to everyone. Yeah. But hey, I've just done this, and, it, you know, sometimes no one would respond. Yeah, no one Some, responds to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes someone would look at it and see, and just like... 
I don't know. Because you don't know, do you? Yeah. And there could be like, it's even if it's total shit, it's like any sort of feedback. Mm. Like, they, you know, even if they're like, I really like this bit, but mm. could have done that, could have done this. I don't know. I was just like... Yeah, I remember telling you that. From yeah. my perspective, though, every piece of work you since you've started and every single piece of work you've power always makes me smile because it's just, like, very well executed. Like, so like we're two proud dads. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a, little, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember Molly on the reception of this. Send me work out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. Because I feel like every subject matter you kind of tackle at the moment is, like, pretty like heavy mm. like like you've kind of gone into this world and but was it something you was always kind of like aspired to talk about or, or, or and is it something you kind of want to pursue like continue to pursue not just in commercials but in like in in film I guess yeah absolutely I've I've always cared about stories in film um that make a difference somehow or that um I'm always drawn to kind of stories about marginalized communities or people struggling with something um I don't know exactly why that is but mm. I've always been drawn to it um kind of that social realist world I guess um you know I love directors like Cleo Bernard and um you know there's there's so many uh, brilliant female directors as well that really inspired me um but it's, yeah. It's kind of like a, it seems you've got a really, even though it's so heavy, it's like a really nice, soft, gentle touch to them all. Mm. Yeah, know, it's, it's it not aggressive. Like, it's mm. like, it's so powerful, but it's just like, he, you know, letting the audience kind of like mm. breathe it in. Because I remember the, 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 the Women's Aid campaign. Yeah. And at first, I mean, I didn't read about, I didn't read what it was and I just watched it. And you kind of go, what's going on here? Mm. She went in the car and this is going on. And it's got all these really sweet little moments, the sticker moments, so nice. And then, and you go, oh, fuck, she's just like, she don't want to go home. You know, I was just like, fucking hell, you know, yeah. heavy shit. Yeah. yeah I, and also, yeah, like, I think that, again, just because this is a recent film that I've done, I guess it's more sort of stuck in my mind about the process of taking this on. I felt like I was had the weight of a million women's stories on my shoulders and it was actually very intense. Um, I, going back to your question about what I changed um, from when the script came to me from agency side, um, I talked to loads of women um, and men, but mostly women about their experiences and weaved it into the script. So that was through the dialogue. Um, I wrote a whole sheet of improv that were all based on real conversations. Um, and just really tried to like get those stories and those, the feeling of being vulnerable and um, completely kind of honed in by a group of people, by, by, you know, intimidated by boys on the street. It's just, it happens all the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just wanted it to feel really honest. Um, and even like in the process leading up to the shoot, you know, I was just taking in little nuggets of information. I went to the corner shop once to get lunch and some guy said something really weird to me and I was just like, wow, that's going in. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and at the, I, it's, it's a strange one because you don't really know how to react when it happens. Um, and you're sort of put on the spot. Um, and even it, I sort of reflected on how I behaved in reaction to him. And I sort of wished that I'd been a bit stronger, but you're just so taken aback by it. You're like, that's why I sort of brought in the fact that 
Molly, the the character in the film, kind of doesn't really know how to say. She's just, she's just frozen. Mm. Um. So yeah, just like taking all these like real experiences and re- weaving them into the script was what I like to do. Mm. Cool. It came across. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it came Very across important. though. It's just, it's just super real. Mm. Um, I guess we almost want to go go back now. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. In the journey, because I mean, you, yeah, we kind of spoke about that social media side of work. But yeah. I'd like this is my question. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, over it. Uh, <laughs> we got our names down. Who's going to which question? My question. It's um, Craig. <laughs> you wow. So we we kind of wanted to kind of go. Obviously, I met you when you were at Partizan. I used to kind of bob in and that just to kind of steal a desk next to Ozzy. Um, what, so where did it all start for you? So how did you get into directing? And I'm kind of keen to know, I guess, even what even drew you into the industry. Um, I actually, so going right back to, I guess, what inspired me is um, my parents are in... Get that microphone on your mouth. <laughs> Do you know how much that microphone costs, mate? <laughs> Speak into it, Mom. <laughs> Before, away that way. before our session <laughs> come on um what was the thing <laughs> how'd you get into it because you're talking about your parents i think oh yeah okay so um i was always surrounded by um photography my parents are both in the photography business and um, so you know had a lot of visual stimulation from a young age was given a camera at you know nine um and just love going out and taking photographs. And I think that's how I kind of got into um, filmmaking, although it wasn't really t- the traditional way. Um, I never had any kind of film school training. It was more just like learning about it as I went along. Um, so I did uh, graphic design at Chelsea College of Art, which was an amazing course, actually. It was sort of a bit of everything, kind of art direction, photography, um, just making stuff type. Um, and for me, that was where it all kind of came together because I didn't really know what a director did or actually much about the film industry. Um, I kind of watched a lot of films, but I wasn't totally engrossed in it at that point. Um, and yeah, so I started just making stuff, um, shooting it myself, produce, uh, doing, you know, as everyone does when they start out. Um, and just really kind of falling in love with it as, as I was studying and had some amazing tutors actually, um, which are a really key part of that early process, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were working in the industry. So we had Anna Rhodes, who's a production designer, um, who was really championing my work and that was really amazing. Um, and Peter Chadwick, who is a, an amazing photographer, graphic designer. Um, and, yeah, so I was just kind of engrossed in learning and um, developing my style and came out of university. I shot my first documentary that was sort of involved with, you know, a proper team, although, you know, being small and very low budget um, and really got a taste of it and was like, oh, okay, this is it. You know, this is everything that I love in one job and I couldn't really believe it. So um yeah, I shot, shot that with Miles Ridgway, who I have a long standing collaboration with, who's amazing. Um, and kind of contacted NFTS alumni. And that's how I got in touch with him. Um, just by emailing the school, um, and sort of putting the work out there saying, 
I'm looking for a DOP, which is something that I really recommend to anyone who's starting out. Um, yeah, so that was really the first turning point where um, I think I realized what a director did. Um, and then I sort of, while I was studying, did a lot of internships at production companies, um, you know, kind of the main ones. I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to go into production. I knew that you could make money from it. So I was maybe a bit more drawn to that. And my mum was sort of saying, oh, you don't want to do that. Like, you're not going to earn any money. Um, and so yeah, I was kind of... Yeah, we still don't make yeah, any money. Still don't make, and I still don't make any money. <laughs> exactly. Hasn't changed. Oh, God. Um, so then, yeah, I basically left university and went straight into a job at Partisan, which is when I met you lot, you lovely lot. Um, and I was office manager, which you were very... Downhill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I was there for two years and um, learned a lot, yeah. you know, just watched the whole scene unfold. It, it was, you know, great to sort of learn um, production side of things as well, because I sort of took that into my early music videos, um, what I learned there. And, but I think after about four months, I was sat there and I was thinking... God, I'm jealous of those directors. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, asking you, coming into you, oh, what's that? No, what's the treatment? No, no, no. And just sort of learning about it um, by watching you guys. Um, and th that sort of pang of jealousy for you, you going off to shoot and um, I was sort of chained to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> like around now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, can I be a runner on your shoot? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's great. It's so good you like pursued it as well because like, you know, you very easily fall into the different side of the tracks, can't mm. you? And just kind of like take it easy. But you need that like hunger to kind of be interested and ask questions and Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think running's an amazing thing to do, although it's like really difficult at times. Um you just learn so much by being on set. Yeah. And watching people do it. Um and learning about all the different kinds of departments. I think that was something I had no idea about either. Yeah. Um and, and all the roles that um you know, it's such a team effort. All the things that need to come together, the magic. Yeah. Um, it's tough when you say that, actually, because I remember when, because years ago, I used to be a wedding photographer. And actually, it really helped me with like talking to people and like, you know, being, being comfortable in front of people and like, you know, giving direction. But when I first moved down to London, I would do be behind the scenes on one of your jobs, Ozzy. Yeah. Um, when you were big time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I do remember just watching it and uh, watching like Aussie work and just being comfortable with the the people he's working with and letting things come to surface, and it it re it stuck with me. And it, you know, being on set and watching is a big big part of your learning curve, and it's really important. So yeah. that and obviously making things, you know, always making stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting you say that actually. Yeah, big time. But cool. yeah, how, how I kind of got into music videos was also around that time when. Um, I was having that real like sense of impatience and actually my creativity and my brain felt like it was shrinking. I was like, I need to do something. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of sent like a million emails out to smaller um, record labels, one of them being Beatnik, which um, Arlo at the time, Arlo Parks was a young 18 year old um, who hadn't released any music yet. Um, and I had like a couple of films to show um, from my uni work and um Ali her manager was like oh, okay cool like can you do something for th 300 quid or something yeah. <laughs> and can you like turn it around in a week and I was just like uh, 
Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was my first, another like big thing for me as well, doing a mu- my first music video um, and absolutely loving that kind of synergy between music and film. Um, yeah. And then yeah. you just took it. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess you just built that relationship with her then. Because I remember you doing that video. Yeah. I really remember you doing it and just trying to get like time off from the reception. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know. Yeah, taking holidays work more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. It was sick though. And then I guess it just grew from there, didn't it? And then I guess you feel like you really honed your craft in from the music video side of things. Almost like honed that patience. I always, I always think mm. when I look at your music videos, they're not like, you know, it's no aggressive cuts or anything like that. It's quite, you know, you linger on things quite nicely. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because um, Arlo's music is so beautifully kind of poetic and quite slow um so it never lent itself lent itself to fast cuts so i wonder how much that has actually impacted the way that i make films i mean i even lovebirds the documentary i was talking about is is quite slow paced as well so um yeah i think that the music definitely formed a lot of those music videos um and her amazing writing for the lyrics uh, was incre- I was incredibly lucky to work with someone who was so talented um, and we kind of just came up together which was an amazing feeling and um, we got to work together over six videos um, which is Fuck quite it. rare in yeah. music videos yeah, yeah, um, and yeah we just I just feel so proud of her because she's just doing so well and it's so cool yeah sick yeah, wicked. <clears throat> um, I'm probably just going to go into this now. Yeah, do it. I kind of, from what we've heard, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about like what we were talking about before we start recording, which is really the pitching process and like um, how, how do you find it? Um, and just for anyone like listening that doesn't know that about the pitching process, usually you get sent a brief from um, an agency or a track from a label and you have to write a treatment write your ideas and put it forward to them and you're usually pitching against three to I don't know it can be so many in music yeah. videos um, but yeah how, how how do you find the process of pitching yeah Ozzy in 2020 got a world record of losing I think it was 18 pitches no it wasn't 18 <laughs> no, I mean... it wasn't 18 it's probably about 10 now oh I beat you then oh yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, pitching's really hard. Um, and I don't think anyone prepares you for the process of pitching. Um, I think I was quite naive, um, when I started because I had this collaboration with Arlo and didn't really have to pitch that much. Mm. So I was like, great. Is this what, this is what a director does? And I was like, amazing. Just get to make stuff. Um, and then I started pitching, um, on other music videos and realized it was a completely different process. Um, and yeah, very, very tough, um, on your mental health, those, you know, you have to prepare yourself for losing every single time. And especially when you have a bad streak of 13, which I did, um, not too long ago before this mayor of London campaign, it really affects your self-esteem, how you kind of hold yourself. Um, and I, before this film, honestly, you know, I met up with you, Craig, and I was saying, that I don't think I can make, like, I don't think I can do it because it's just so tough. Um, and you know, you spend it as a very isolating job. You spend a lot of time on your own, um, in your own thoughts. And, um, yeah, you just have to keep picking yourself up. And, um, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from those losers, losses. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't go back there. It was pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. 
It's funny, actually, isn't it? You know what? When, when, when I lose, actually, it just, it's like... Craig hardly loses. No, but... No, no, I, I mean, I hardly get any... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when he gets pitches in, I'm like, well, he's going to win that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny, though, because when I lose, I'm just like, what off duck's back for me? I, I get very detached from it, mm. and I just feel I kind of make peace with it very quickly. It's like when I go out and, you know, buy an expensive top, I make peace with it. I spend a lot of money on the top. <laughs> That's a good way yeah. of thinking about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I kind of move on. Um, maybe it's from a background, but mm. you, you get quite emotionally attached to it. I get, I, it really affects me. Because I feel, because it's like the amount of effort we put into it, it's like, I feel like I'm putting so much work into it and really thinking about it and really like yeah. honing on my writing and thinking about the images and what's going to go there and this, that and the other. And there's so many thoughts going around your head. And then, you know, some, you know, you don't you just get the email back. Unfortunately, we've come back. <laughs> and it, and I say it kills me, yeah. especially when you have like so many calls about a job. I'm like, music videos is, I'm, I'm probably a bit more like, okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm a bit more like, you know. There's I'm, like 20 million people pitching on yeah, it. I'm, yeah. Like, unless I'm like, I don't know, like some connection with the artist or commissioner or, or, or I, really love the track and I'm buzzing for the idea but the thing is with music videos they're your ideas so like I always think I've got that idea yeah that's that's allowed me to write something so I'm like sick I've got that for something else I'll use that and put that somewhere I totally agree with you on the music videos it's like um that you end up having this bank of ideas that you can just reuse and Mm. you know it's very personal music and um it doesn't always agree you know your idea it doesn't always work with the track and it's very yeah, it's, um, whereas commercials, I, yeah, I'm the same as you. I get very attached to them. Um, I'm quite dyslexic. Um, so I really take a while to get into the writing zone. Um, and it take yeah, it takes quite a lot of energy from me. Um, how do you get into the writing zone? What's your little uh, process? Um, I think, I'm not very good. So again, I'm not very good with distractions either. So I have to have, I have a very like specific process. Like no one needs, has to be in the room, um, completely quiet, no music. Um, and then I just have to sort of sit there and keep working and working and working. And I do end up, you know, spending so much time on them, but by the end, you know, if you don't win and you're on your 10th loss, um, it's like, Whoa. (laughs) It's like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, exactly. That's all, all I felt because yeah. it was in lockdown, really, 2020, mm. the, that year when I was getting the most. And I just. It was quite funny, actually, because oh, we were yeah. sat watching TV and there'd be like a, I, don't know, I can't remember what it was, but there'd be like a Brexit advert come up and we'd be like, and we'd watch it. And I know that he'd pitched on it and it had come on and it had finished and I got. <sighs> Yeah, they nailed that. Oh, no. <laughs> there was like that. And then like, they were like, straight after it, there was Spec Savers one. Nothing better than an one. honest Monday. And then Spec Savers one came on and that happened. They went, yeah, you should have stripped that treatment back. <laughs> and then the, it was so funny. Well, like oh, at least you're learning from it. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just weird seeing them all come on and being like, fuck. Thing is, sometimes you put your heart into it, and sometimes actually all the one is the bare bones of like what they've given you originally. So it's mm. difficult to read it. And it's I think really it, tough, yeah. As long as you be honest with yourself and you give. You know, you give 100%. I always remember when I moved down London, um, I was pitching uh, with uh, John Stop got me in, an outsider, and he brought me in and there was this VW pitch. And he met me at the train station and he he said to me, if you hand that treatment in and you've not given 110%, um, 
he just he, he, he basically made me feel like as long as I give 110% it doesn't matter and actually he doesn't care if we win or lose it but it's always stuck with me so I feel like regardless put your heart on it and then definitely you know it's not meant to be is it yeah I, I th- and also I'm uh, I take it a lot the treatment itself um, because I did graphic design yeah and I love images and photography I end up doing I mean, obviously, I have lovely help from the brilliant people um, from, you know, at Spindle, but um, I'm very picky about what I choose and what I put in. So I end up just doing so much and it's just like, oh, my God, exhausting. (laughs) Doing so much yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's just the way that that I work. I'm sure a lot of people have got it. Good to be able to do that. Um, any, uh, what's the kind of like overall goals for you, you know, and the, the ultimate place you want to be as director? Obviously we, I think we all want to kind of want move towards long farm, but, um, mm. <laughs> yeah, that, um, particularly getting a couple of short films out this year is, um, a big thing for me. I'm writing a couple at the moment, yes. um, which is hard, but hopefully it will be worth it when it's done. Um, but yeah, just um, kind of continuing on this journey of learning and um, making films that mean something um, to whether it's something very small um, that resonates with someone or something larger. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of uh, what I want to do. Um, do you ever think that far ahead? No, I just I'm think it's thinking. so hard. I'm, I yeah. find it really tough to be like, you know, someone, obviously you want to go into features, obviously you want to do drama. I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I find it really tough. To, you're quite good at it. You're like, you're like, yep, that's what I'm doing. I think you've got to, I think you've got to direct, you've got to put, you've got to sometimes just like redirect yourself a little bit. Mm. Yeah, you're doing it quite well at the moment. You know, that's how I got our wedding photography, I'll say, you know, yeah. it's, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Um, but it's one of them things, I think you've got to make a conscious decision to be like, okay, yeah, and there's so many hurdles you need to jump to do that and there's like boxes you need to tick. Even with commercials, it's like, uh, you know, a script comes in, has he worked with kids? Mm. No. Yeah, then I'm like, send it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I feel like with that, it's kind of like, okay, let's explore dialogue a little bit. Let's explore this. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it's important. I'm pretty sure it's, you know, it feels like a similar, you know, road to get to where we've got to, to, to get to the next bit. It's just kind of like making people see your work and yeah, trusting that you can deliver something. Yeah, I think that what I've learned so much over the last couple of years is um, directing is about being able to adapt and you're constantly, whether it's like being thrown into a pitch last minute and you have to cancel your plans or um, learn about something else that you don't know, um, you know, whether it's dialogue or um, how to work better with actors um, or just crafting the cinematography of a particular project by watching those of films. I think you constantly need to be able to adapt quickly Um and, and hopefully it means that you evolve each time you do a new project. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What do you hate the most about the industry? Hmm. And what do you like the most? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's too early to be like, oh, I hate this, I hate this. Maybe the pitching process. <laughs> I have to say the pitching process is probably <laughs> yeah. the worst thing about it. Yeah. Um, 
And there needs to be more support for directors. And I know that Ian Spawn's Jewel is doing that in music videos and has been campaigning for it for a while, which obviously is um, one of the, the biggest issues in music videos is there's no protection. Um, yeah. And music labels can change their mind yeah. whenever they want and they don't yeah. care that you've put time into it. And mm. I, t- I tell you what, with support, I feel like London's so, well, from the experience of being in this like freelance WhatsApp directors group, it feels like everyone especially in London, is really supporting each other as directors. Yeah, yeah. You know, because on this on this group, people put like, hey, you got any references of this? Hey, I'm going, I'm shooting over in this country. Has anyone shot there? Like, what's it like over there? Oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm getting signed to this production company. Um, what are the contracts you guys got? It's like, yeah. I feel, because you introduced me to it. And I was like, whoa, this is like such a... Well, you weren't too sure about it. I was very right. unsure yeah. about going on it because I'm like, mate, there's like 150 odd directors on there. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm just jumping into this pool. <laughs> See you later. You know. Yeah, I know he loves it. Every time I look down on the phone, Ozzy Polina's replied. <laughs> I just find it's, I, yeah. I like that sense of community and people helping each other, yeah, which yeah. kind of like drew us to wanting to do this. Yeah. It's just like, just chatting and just being like, well, we're all here to support each other. We're all different. We've all got different voices. Yeah. Like, I agree. That's the, the the best thing about filmmaking for me. Um, and something that you don't get with photography or graphic design, um, which is very much, you know, you have the key people involved in the process, but it's more of a sort of one man band thing. Um, whereas making films is all about the different people that you pick and what they bring to the project. Um, I am very collaborative in the way that I work and think that everyone that, is involved should have a say and you know that's why they're on the project so i mean particularly that relationship with um cinematography and directors it's um it's super important to involve them and make sure that it's not just like you kind of running the whole thing that'd be scary as well <laughs> yeah i was like i was like you know, I, I put I put down a camera because I found someone who was better at shooting than me. You put down this because someone's better. Exactly. You know, I like surround yourself with people who are so good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, surround with, like, surround yourself with people that are better than yeah. yourself. Yeah, and they but they want to work with you. That's the point, isn't mm. it? And yeah. they, they like you, and it's just like. But that's I think that's been the tricky thing recently about that. Obviously, there's a lot of like in-house production companies at the minute, and um, and it's wicked actually. It's cool, and there's a lot of there's a lot of work. The the industry now is very open to freelance directors, which is great, and and there's loads of work out there. I think is there? <laughs> hey, up. If there isn't, please text Craig um, on. <laughs> but sometimes when you when you get a job which is in house, they want to do everything in house, and it's frustrating actually because when you look at your work or Ozzy's work on my work, that comes from the people, the team that you work with, you know. So when when you get me these are the people I work with. And, and as soon as you try and take that away and try and, you know, do the music in-house or bring an editor in-house or grade it, you're not getting what you're, what you're signing up for really. And it's really tricky trying to get that across and make them understand that. But um, that's, that's another kind of transition that's happening at the minute, I think is mm. just, I don't know where I'm going with it, but it's just a tricky transition at the minute, I think, just to try and hold your ground on, you know, working with the people you want to work with. Because mm. it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's yeah. a reason why you keep going back to those people, isn't there? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like the dream. You've got, you got your little team and you yeah. want to keep them close. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Um, I guess we've got any fears here, haven't we? Written down. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got... Oh, but before that, what's, your, what's been your worst moment so far? 
Apart from being on reception. Well, hang on. <laughs> What's been your worst moment of it? My worst moment? Yeah, yeah. Mate, I, I remember my worst moment. <laughs> I want a video, um, first video in LA. Um, and it was with Jax Jones, who I'd done, I'd done a video for before, which we lo- I loved. And he had an art, this, this one featured Demi Lovato and Steph Landon. And Demi Lovato was like massive in, in the States. And, um, but the budget wasn't very big. We got over there, I think. And then the idea constantly kept changing because there was three artists yeah. who diff- all different wanted their views on it. And do you know when I got on set, I went, what? I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, well, what is going on? And I'm completely out of my depth. We had fucking, we had Stefan Don on a bloody horse doing <laughs> so, like, and, you know, we had Hollywood horse going. Bloody horse. You know, and we had, it was just like, it, I remember just being stood there looking at it going, this is not me. Mm. And going, this is not what I want to be doing. And I actually felt, because then you're not, then there's no passion in what you're doing. You know, someone's coming up to you going, oh, what are we doing next? Mm. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this. And I had, I remember going into the a trailer and just like to one of the artists and, and just almost being blanked. And I was just like, wow, oh, you know, and I, I, and it was so hot there and I was sweating and I felt gross. Mm. I don't know. It was, it was, it were horrible. And it was in a position where I was like, I'm, I'm not doing, I don't want to do videos like this anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It really, yeah. I think music videos is definitely when, you know, there's no money and everyone's just running around and it, there's a point where you're like, what is happening? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's not like, you know, I was, I was, I was just like, this isn't me, this. Yeah. I was really like, where, I was like, where have I gone? To this get? isn't where I see myself. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we're already, you know, and you can just be like, oh, you're in LA shooting or whatever. But I, I, yeah, I hated it. I hated it, mate. I must have got eat rash as well, something like that. <laughs> 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 I was too pale to be there <laughs> in the sun. I had a big hat on. Yeah. I hate wearing shorts as well. <laughs> all in all, not great. Yeah, you, do, all not great. <laughs> you do look funny in shorts. I do, yeah. Um, Horrible legs. I think shorts are hard to pull off for men. I have to say. I agree. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> shorts. Yeah, you don't want to see my legs more. <laughs> But yeah, I actually wouldn't say that I had a specific moment where um, I've been very lucky. Everything I've, you know, everything I've shot um, has been a pretty pleasant experience, um, apart from one particular music video where um, I won't go into too much detail, but I realised the importance of a production company. This is before I was signed. And having that support network and people that you trust. Yeah. Um, and again, kind of when you're in that freelance position and you're just sort of being thrown into a new production company, different people, strangers, um, and maybe they don't, you know, have your back. And yeah. there's a, you know, obviously the whole thing of not getting paid and which I did for so long. <laughs> um, yeah, there was one particular experience with that where I was like, okay, no, this can't happen. And actually soon after I, I was signed. So, um, that was quite a big turning point for me, realizing how important it was. You know, it's something I've never had is that is support. No, you haven't. No, I've never I'm been here, mate. supported. I'm always here. Yeah, it's been a tough road. <laughs> and then obviously we set up dad bod, and I still <laughs> still got no support, and I'm still like hustling myself. But it's it's interesting you say that because I think I I, I were having a few conversations with different production companies uh, a few years ago, just before we set up dad bod films, and. Um, they all literally said, so it was just like very apparent that I've never been nurtured or supported. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
I think it's really important when you're <laughs> which is why I look that, so old <laughs> <laughs> when you're at that, that young point where you're learning so much you're taking on everything at, in such a short amount of time hmm. you need someone who's more who's done it and you yeah. can be like what? what's happening yeah <laughs> that's why I'm always like inviting that's why I'm just like I think the way I am with dad bodies offering support and like yeah. you know trying to get involved in probably too many projects actually but it just I kind of empathize with that and I think yeah, yeah. anyway um <laughs> cool and what's do you have any fears hmm. within the industry or I guess more fears in terms of like future or I guess just it's um, a tricky question, really. It is a tricky question. Fear of, um, it's, a, it's an obvious one, but something that plays on my mind all the time is uh, not getting to where I want to be mm. and not succeeding and doing a good job. I think that's something that is always yeah. on my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine's always like fear of being forgotten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, as in like you know, I've done a music video in ages. So do you know when you're just like, oh, actually, that is a yeah. As soon as you stop, I don't know. It's hard to weave back into it. I've done a video since like 2019, a long time ago. Yeah, because then lockdown happened, and then you know, it's two years ago. No, that is that is really actually that's true. I I felt that yeah. as well. You know, and people move on quickly. Like everyone, there's there's new people popping up yeah, and yeah. you know you've got to keep got to keep moving as you always say Craig yeah. even if it's just like doing a personal project like I always I get this fear of like especially when it was like lockdown thing and the work started people's work started coming back out and seeing seeing more people on set and it's even weird like oh the last thing I posted on Instagram mm. was this time ago and it was this work and I, I had this fear that I like I need to make I, I need to make something I need to make something regardless, but then I had this weird thought of like, I need to <laughs> show people I'm working. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's so, so stupid to well, think no, that. Well, no, it's but... just that everything's being consumed at such a fast rate. It's yeah. ridiculous. And you yeah. feel like you constantly need to be showing that you're doing something. Um, but you're really good at that, Craig. You're always like working on the next thing, like whether it's personal project. I mean, every yeah. time I see you, you I, are like doing another yeah, thing. It keeps a f- rocket up on my ass. I tell <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, I do like personal projects. I think that's why I don't get, that's why I, usually I'm doing a personal project and then the script comes in yeah. and then if I lose it, I'm like, okay, don't matter I'm still working on this that I'm yeah. kind of getting fulfilled from. But. How do you find the motivation to kind of keep, you know, obviously when you are not on a pitch and not, there's not a job going on. Um, I, I love it weirdly. Yeah. But how do you, you know, every, like, I guess that sort of structure, some people find it easier than others. All oh, right. Yeah. The structure thing. Yeah. Well, we had this, well, we've just, uh, I mean, I love, a, I love, a, um, we've got, we've got an office, um, in Kennington and I need that place to work. I enjoy going to a place and then working there. And obviously I'm not like, a, I used to work at home, but now I have to get out of the house and kind of get moving. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess the routine thing is, um, it's such a tough one because my girlfriend's a teacher. She gets up at like 6 a.m. every morning and she, you know, she's probably the hardest worker I know. And I feel quite guilty actually because <laughs> got it pretty good. <laughs> you know, we have got it very good. Don't get me wrong, it'll very quickly disappear if you don't kind of put the work in. But um, I think we just enjoy it so much. I do. Yeah. Do. I mean, when I see you getting up doing this, I'm like, you're like, right, I'm getting, I'm, I've got the things moving on the shop. And I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> Craig, yeah. uh, but I've it's kind of good because it pushes me, pushes yeah. me to, you know, to 
do my own shit. Got another one on at minute. I'm like, how are you going to pay for that? I'm like, I don't know, mate. But <laughs> I find just getting getting involved in things and then... A job will come to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be the way. Mm. Yeah. And then I need to buy an house at some point. <laughs> We're never going to buy a house. <laughs> yeah. In New Cross Forever. <laughs> yeah. New Cross Forever. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Think... Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute yeah. treat. We're honoured to be the first guest. Yeah, yeah, we were honoured to, honoured to have you. Yeah, it's been great. We're like, Thank who you. should we get next again, Molly? Yeah, so yeah, nice one. Lovely. All right. See Thank ya. you. All Thanks, right. guys. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>